<laughs> Kobe's leaving. Oh, Kobe's leaving. Oh, the Warriors are going to set the record. Oh, Kobe's leaving. This finds you on a sunny Wednesday, April 13th, wherever you are. Bottlecast time once again. I had one recorded on Monday. Uh, Hernan and I have been talking to each other and, and trying to keep things consistent. He wants uh, an episode to come out every Monday <clears throat> so everybody has something to look forward to. So I was trying to keep to that. But so much stuff has come up over the last... 48 hours or so, uh, and I had uh, a couple of things laid down uh, track-wise on uh, Monday, and then it just didn't pan out, so uh, we're doing it right now, but with um, some distance between um, the initial breakthrough or break of the uh, Josh Gordon news and some, some time with it now, this is probably going to be a little bit better in the scope, and I can make it a bit more concise. So, anyways, how are you all? Let me get some oh, space here so I'm not talking right into the mic and blowing out everybody's ears. Like I said, it's Wednesday. It's April 13th, and we are officially 15 days away from the NFL draft, the real draft at this time. It will begin at 5 p.m. on April 28th. I know that I sent out the Evite to everybody. It, it, don't take it too seriously. It, it's, it's, I know that a lot of people live in other places and have families and real lives. So it was more of a joke than anything else. Uh, this basically goes out to Mike Haig. Mike, uh, Ron is showing up. He's already said yes. Mitch is showing up. He's already said yes. But I have yet to get a response from your Evite. And that is really, really troubling at this point since, um, we're going to have more chili and chips than God himself will know what to do with. So you need to respond to your Evite. I know you've seen it. The Evite site says that you saw it 13 days ago. And, uh, you know, you need to get up on there, hog dog, and make your reservation for the viewing party and uh, get on in, especially since you guys were pretty much the only ones that have been showing up. So we need to keep that going on. Uh, let's see, after the NFL draft. So, on April 13th, we are 23 days away from the bottle draft. May 7th, 8 in the morning Pacific time. The draft starts off uh, with Mike Haig again. K-Gun picking up the number one pick. Or will it be K-Gun? We don't really know at this point. Mike seems to be locked in on the 101. God knows he's earned it. But he has put it on the market. 1.01 is available. He might have shopped it to a few people already. I know some people have inquired to him about what it would take to obtain the 101. And uh, if... Uh, Everything is to believed. He's had some wildly varying 
offers in terms of what people are going to give to him for the 101. At this point, he hasn't heard enough to justify the sale. He still has the 101. He's still locked in. And, I mean, honestly, he's he's put two years, three years together uh, in the rebuild to get to this point. He's been acquiring assets, been acquiring capital. And um, it would be a surprise at this point. I mean, it just personally, it would be a surprise to see if Mike does trade out of the 101. Everything seems to be building to him taking the obvious pick there. Uh, he's also got the 103 and the 105. At this point, if I had a gun to my head, I'd say that those three are going to stay with K-Gun and he's going to start uh, replenishing back up with those three guys. But Mike is really, really good about responding to trade requests, responding to communication of any kind. Uh, texts, emails, phone calls, anything. So if anybody's interested in uh, the marketplace and Mike's going to be the guy on the other side of it, you, you've got as, as good a chance as any to actually get some communic uh, communication back from uh, him. N that's not the same for everybody, and it's something that uh, uh, we've got to work on as, as a whole is uh, getting back on trade requests. But Mike... Doesn't have that problem on there. He's got those picks, and he will be a very, very interested participant um, or interested watcher for the NFL draft on the 28th, and he'll get going as it stands now. He'll get going on May 7th. There is one little news item in between those dates there. May 1st, uh, on the calendar, if you look at it on the bottle site, May 1st, the taxi squads, everybody's taxi squad needs to be set and updated to the current year. So uh, what that means, long story short, is that and sorry, after May 1st, anybody on there needs to be a uh, either a rookie pick or a second year player. Since we haven't drafted yet, the only people on the taxi squad on and after May 1st would be second year players. Once we've done the draft, you can throw your rookies on there, move them on and off at your leisure. But everything's got to be set up and kosher by May 1st. So all your third-year players that are on the taxi squad need to either be on your active roster or cut back into free agency at that point. Pretty simple. Um, I think we did it on April 1st last year. Pushed it out one month just to give people a little bit more space, a little bit more time to... Uh, see or a little bit more time for their uh, um, projects to um, possibly break out and give everybody a little bit more time to make a, a last final decision on the players that they have that are entering their third year in the NFL and are not eligible for the taxi squad anymore. So once that's all set up, we're, we'd still be at uh, 20 players so I imagine that there will be some interesting cuts that are going on, even if either it's going to be people from the taxi squad cut onto free agency or people that are uh, got a high enough asset value to move from the taxi squad onto the main roster and some players then would drop from the main roster onto free agency. I know I'm going to be calling up some players. My uh, research has paid off enough uh, to get some rookie picks that they're going to get the call to the big show 
this coming season. So my tax squad is going to be a little bit barren, but I have to make some really tough decisions on uh, who's going to be sitting on the Grand Royal master roster before the expansion, uh, right before the bottle draft on there. So some card cuts are going to come up. I'm not the only one in that boat. Uh, just keep your eye on the free agency line. And um, if you've got a guy that you think might have some value out there and and you've got a little bit of time, might be a wise decision to see if he can fetch anything out there rather than just dropping him outright. Um, case in point, I didn't quite see if Gary Barnage was going to be in my team's plan for this upcoming season. So uh, I, I threw a couple lines out there and I wound up moving him uh, for a pick yesterday, but we'll get into that in a bit. But he was going to be a guy that was going to be kind of on the roster fringe there for me. And I made a, a decision and kind of cleared up a spot there. Uh Let's see. So the tax squad. Oh, also one other thing on there before we get going with either the, I don't want to have our schedule, especially with the amount of money that's involved this year. I don't want to have anybody thinking that I was influenced or anybody was influenced, um, by events that were already set. Uh, sorry, let me go back on there. I don't want anybody to think that I was influenced by outside sources for anything that's going to involve how this money could be allotted. So I'm going to set the bottle regular season schedule, the schedule of games between all of us before the NFL draft, before obviously our draft. Uh, I'm figuring out about April 20th, um, about a week from now, uh, we'll get out there and we'll set the bottle schedule. Um, I'll go through it and make sure that we at least finish the season with a divisional game. The first time I clicked through it, I think last year it ended up with us having two divisional games to end the year, which was fine. That's, that's great. That keeps everybody in the mix and a uh, uh, little bit more hooked in through the end of the year. So figure April 20th, we're going to release the schedule for this upcoming bottle season on there. And, uh, make sure that's all in set before we even know where the real players are going and where the real players are going on our fantasy teams. As long as we just get that in line, we'll be fine at that point. So with all that said, let's get to some news and notes for this week. The big news, like we mentioned before, and what other story could it be as it affects fantasy football and bottle on the whole? Josh Gordon, sticky icky, got suspended. Well, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> He's been talked about so much, I almost kind of assumed he had been reinstated and then suspended again, which would be fucking hilarious if it came back and then... Uh, Got the uh, rug pulled out from under him again, if only just to hear it from from Hernan. So, Josh Gordon, the uber-talented but uber-troubled wide receiver from the Cleveland Browns, 
We heard some things were happening when he said, or sorry, when uh, Manziel, Johnny Manziel was saying that he was living with him. Uh, earlier it said he was living with Von Miller, and that was discredited. But then it came out a much better story that he's uh, actually living with Josh Gordon in in Southern California, uh, somewhere close to where Ryan lives in Hollywood or by the beach or whatever. Not good decisions there by Mr. Gordon, and later on that very same day, I do believe that it was yesterday, uh, came out that not only did he fail a test because of a diluted sample where the person obviously drank a lot of water to dilute the urine that was collected for the uh, examiner, but even his diluted sample contained marijuana metabolites or traces of marijuana, whatever. Uh, so he is uh, still suspended. Didn't get reinstated. Not even close to getting reinstated. Uh, the news has broken, not broken, the news has came out uh, late yesterday that perhaps with a period of time, 60 to 90 days, uh, no hot pisses, uh, no, no failed tests, anything like that, then Gordon might, on the outside, possibly be reinstated sometime this year. Could be early August, could be early October. Hernan seems to be banking on anything positive as a sign that Josh Gordon is definitively returning to the NFL and thus returning to Los Niners S.A. Los Niners Sese has a lot of eggs in their basket to succeed this year, namely trading a lot of assets away in order to get uh, still a superstar, but uh, a middle of his prime, late middle of his prime, Antonio Brown. Uh, Hernan gave up quite a few years in age, got a bit older, but uh, has definitely turned around the direction of his franchise in bottle. And one of the key points that he was always calling out was the return of Josh Gordon to that stable. With Gordon being suspended, Hernan's a bit in limbo, as is Los Niners S.A. And um, I, I hope he comes back. I hope Josh Gordon comes back. Uh, it, it's fun to see him on the field, and it's always fun to have Hernan overblowing everybody's talents by um, a power of a hundred out there. So if Josh Gordon actually comes back, we will hear about it definitely. And uh, I might have a few dollars on the line with Hernan on a side bet. Uh, so this uh, suspension for Josh Gordon does help me, but I don't really want to see it go down like this. I'd rather have Josh Gordon back. But it will be a while, and he's got a, um, a few months to play it on the straight and narrow. But there's, I mean, there's nothing in this story that uh, makes me think that that's going to happen anytime soon. We had the uh, driving while impaired, the multiple drug failures at Baylor, the multiple drug failures in the NFL. I don't know. I, I just I just don't see this turning anytime soon. Actually, makes me 
a bit less enthusiastic about my pickup of uh, Martavis Bryant, which I, I kind of had some feeling in my mind that they were two completely different people. And although they are different people, their, their issues might be really similar. And um, hopefully their outcomes aren't similar, which segues into the uh, next point that I have. So a couple of trades, just trade updates since the last time that I talked to all y'all. Uh, we had two trades go down. I was involved in both of them there. Grand Royal and the Barking Spiders laid down a massive trade on Saturday night. Uh, I gave up the recently acquired David Johnson and a 2017 third-round pick to the Spiders for Thomas Rawls, Kristen, Christine, Michael, Sammy Coates, uh, a 2017 first-round pick from uh, Birdman, Brady is a Bitch, and a 2017 second-round pick that Aaron obtained from Ryan Bob and Weave uh, earlier on this year. So Aaron's definitely making the final push to establish Barking Spiders for the big pot for the 2017 championship. Uh, he felt that uh, he needed to upgrade at running back. I, I won't sit there and say that going from Rawls to David Johnson isn't an upgrade. I didn't, I didn't upgrade at running back personally from going from Johnson to Rawls. But there was just so much on the table there that um, I couldn't I couldn't de de decline it. It's just I, I'm in it for the long haul and, and the uh, the potential of Coates there in that Pittsburgh offense, the role that Coates is going to play as a buffer on my Martavis Bryant pickup on there. If Bryant fucks up and is gone next year, part of next year as well then having Sammy Coates there, I, I think Sammy's going to do very, very well this year. I'll just put it that way. I think he's, I think he's going to be fine this year. And even though Martavis didn't cost me a whole lot to um, obtain, if uh, he doesn't pan out, the pickup of Coates uh, is there really, really helps uh, as, a, as, a, as a shield, as a buffer. And so if, uh, I'll get some piece of that Pittsburgh offense one way or the other. I just got to use two roster spaces to do it, which, as we learned from Josh Gordon, isn't the easiest thing to do, sitting on that spot for a whole year, a whole year plus. Uh, it's probably going to be another 16 or 17 months till we even see Martavis on the field. And uh, all I can do right now is just cross my fingers and pray that he gets back out there. So... Hopefully he's read the news, sees everything that Josh Gordon is doing, and says, fuck that. I don't want to act like that at all. And uh, handles it totally differently. Uh, the other move that, oh, I was involved in this one as well. Yesterday I had picked up Gary Barnage early in the season last year when he was starting to put up a couple of stats. I can't blame anybody for not picking him up. He's a 31-year-old journeyman. Uh, tight end never had any season worth a worth a uh, uh, worth a shit. He was never up on anybody's radar and busted out last year with a a terrific season. Uh, I 
picked him up for essentially free last year and yesterday traded him to Bob and Weave for a third round pick this year's draft, the 3.06. So it'll be the 30th rookie overall drafted uh, on that one. So Bob and Weave picks up Gary Barnage and I get the 30th rookie pick, the 3.06. Um, with my acquisition of Safarian Jenkins, uh, Barnage was going to play a tight end two role. And obviously all these things are going in, you know, under the assumption that nobody gets hurt. A lot of people are going to get hurt. I just, you can't predict that. You can't make that part of your context for, for how you uh, value players on there. So I'm just assuming everybody's healthy, whatever. I picked up uh, Safarian Jenkins. He's going to be my tight end one. And I'm going to take a flyer on Cook over on the Packers as a TE2. But tight end, I just think there's a there's a lot of volume there at tight end. And I don't think Gary Barnage is going to repeat what happened last year. To have a year, a career year after you tune 30 is strange enough. But to do it in Cleveland um, just seems to be one of those lightning in a bottle kind of things. I mean, their they're wide receiving core was shitty. They're, they're Quarterbacks were shitty. They're picking up a new quarterback. They had RG3, who last time I looked was more of a big play down the field guy, or he picked up the ball and runs. And at this point, your guess on what RG3 is going to do is as good as mine. I, I have no idea. I, I just I don't think it's going to involve a lot of Gary Barnage. Mark the tape that I just said that he'll probably go to Barnage for, uh, you know, 90 to 100 catch, 1200 yard, eight touchdown season. And this trade will look terrible, but so be it. I can't sit there with uh, three tight ends on my roster and be looking at, at the uh, tight ends and going on. I don't really see any, any spot where I would, I'm going to want to start Barnage. I, I would hope that uh, Cook comes through for the Packers, provides a solid backup, and uh, I get um, Jenkins in t uh, Tampa as a rock-solid tight end one uh, coming in just on the prime of his career. So that's my thinking on it. I'm obviously way, way, way too optimistic, but um, Barnage was a definitive expendable asset for me. I wasn't going to feel good keeping them on my roster into the regular season. So to cash out, get a little bit of value for him felt good. And uh, hopefully feels good to Ryan too, because he did need some help at the tight end position. So it's one of those win-win trades that, at, well, at this point, it's a win-win trade. We haven't even done any OTAs yet. So um, who knows what we're going to get at the uh, 3.06. Some, some players have been drafted some great players have been drafted in the third and even the fourth rounds in our draft so 3.06 uh is just as good as as any at that point they're all kind of dart throws anyway so um i hope it, it pans out and we'll see where we go from there for those of you just a kind of note to follow up on something that i said a little while ago we got the draft uh, coming the bottle draft is is you know a little more than three weeks away um at this point, you guys should know who your rookies are. Your your you don't necessarily need a draft board, but your draft screen should be up. Your name should be filled in. Your tiered positions, your 
top rookies at your uh, running back, wide receiver, tight end, quarterback. Um, if the value starts to fall, you should know where the value is going to fall at. You be able to make trades, trade up, trade back. Uh, all your research and um, notes on the players should be just about wrapped up at this point. If you don't have that there, oops, sorry, uh, you are, I mean, there's no other way to say it. You're behind the eight ball. There is a reason why some of the teams have won a lot and some of the teams have not. So if you haven't logged on to the site in a while and there are a handful of you that are going on over a month, over three, four weeks between even logging into the site, get it together and Come on in, see what the names of the players are that you'll be drafting in a few weeks. Go ahead and log on to ESPN, see what they look like, find out what school they played for last year. You know, all the good stuff that everybody uh, wants to do very last minute before a rookie draft. So everybody get that together. And um, for everybody else that has done a little bit of work, their homework is is in or just uh, just getting finished up, the uh, amount of information that's out there right now, especially the next couple of weeks, is going to be just incredible. It's going to be tremendous. So, uh, I, you know, I've got, I just picked up the 3.06, and I've still got three fourth round picks, and I do have players that I am looking at that I, I have a strong feeling are going to be sitting there in those rounds, and that I'm going to have to make a decision on who I'm going to go with. So. Don't ever say, don't ever listen to anybody that says that the uh, talent pool dries out in any particular position because that is bullshit. Um, but that's about it. Yeah, we'll push some of the other stuff that was going to be just fun, but it was going to take a little bit more time. We'll get into it next week. Start looking at some prior drafts and um, see where some superstars went some draft busts some hits some whiffs all that uh stuff in there uh it's been kind of fun you just, the, the nice thing about my fantasy league is that they they archive everything you can just easily click and you're back one year back two years back you can go all the way back through the years and all the records and transactions are still held there so you can go back and look at the drafts that we've had the, the prior few years, you can go back and look at the initial dispersal draft. You can see how players have been traded, how players have been uh, moved and positioned, and, and how the drafts went on there. So we'll kind of look at the drafts. We'll start off with the 2014 draft next week and just do a real quick kind of overview and uh, have a chuckle at who hit and who made a reach and landed flat on their face on it. But uh, I think the best stories come from the guys that went later in the rounds that wound up being huge, huge talents on there. We've got quite a few. So if you're still sitting back in the last few rounds in this draft coming up, don't feel bad about it. There are diamonds all over the place, and we're kind of banking on the people that haven't done any prep, haven't done any work to let those diamonds slip to us. So late round picks, always, always a good thing to have. And uh, hopefully that'll continue going forward. So till next week, let me know if you have any questions and uh, I'll talk to you soon.